another episode of Real Dad Movement Podcast. I'm your host, Al. In today's episode, we are diving into discipline and the scam that it is. <laughs> Man, I crack up when I, when I look at specific words. And, and one of those specific words from which we allot or, or tag or align with a specific meaning that ultimately is our own undoing. Another example is sacrifice. People want to improve their life, yet they're not willing to improve themselves, which means when they're looking to take a different line of action to improve their circumstances, they think they're sacrificing. But you're trying to go from one version, which you're not happy with, to another version to create a higher level of fulfillment, significance, and happiness, yet you are sacrificing. Please explain. So when we look at words like that, and today's topic is discipline, when you think of discipline, you think of drill sergeant, you think of, uh, you know, a, a level of conformity with unhappiness, you think of unease, you think of not possible, overbearing, overwhelming, too much uh, control over yourself instead of control and freedom from within yourself. The, the word gets castrated because it's how it's been conditioned inside of us and society gets castrated as a, you know, a form of nobility, but also a thing to be to be feared and something on a pedestal as well that is almost unattainable. So it's almost like it's a it's an amazing thing if we can have it, but it's something now that I, I I'm not good enough for. And it's like, well, hang on a minute, Let, let's just let's just break it down a little bit, bit by bit. Discipline, make no mistake. When I say it's a scam, discipline is a scam. It really is. Like I am not a very disciplined person. Trust, trust me. I'm not. I'm. Uh, you know, from from the old school days, being being rebellious. You know, through to being an elite athlete that had to overcome several operations and injuries and, and issues where it was affecting his life. Where yes, he had to have some routines in place, but also there was so much fluidity, unknowns, uncertainty to a degree where I didn't know where I would be and what I would do, which means if I'm maintaining a level of discipline in the same thing, but it's not getting me somewhere, it's it's yielding the same result, but it's worse because it's taking more of my time. Being obese and overweight when I was younger, which is going to be a, another podcast episode, that's for sure, you know, through to, to today's life, like you don't need to have order in every single area of your life, like a stereo mixer where you're balancing out all these different things that be competently average across the board. Find what you love and your strengths, triple down on them, and lose the rest. Forget the rest. But discipline is a scam because of the way that it is portrayed in which it is then treated to influence or change your perception over what it actually means and the role that it plays in your life. Think about this as well. And I don't, I don't, you know, that's fine if there's if there's women who listen to my podcast or or if there's men who aren't fathers, that's okay. But when I'm talking about dads, the one sole thing that I work with and working with fathers in the second half, focusing on your life and what's important, it becomes very chaotic where this chaos undoes you. Like it brings about a level of submission to not the process of what you're doing to improve, but any process, which then builds the patterning inside of you, your subconscious, which I touched on in the last episode, um, or the last one or two episodes where we're looking at uh, you know the 91% of your life that's autonomous. Actually, I've touched on it for the last few episodes really, but looking at the autonomy in your life, your subconscious, how it operates, what you're doing is you're building that, defeative, that defeating mindset where, yes, this is, this is my life, this is what I do, and, and I can't do this because I don't have the discipline. Well, 
what you have is, is chaos and a shotgun approach where you've just sprayed your efforts everywhere, which has been in a reactive state to all the different dramas and circumstances that life keeps throwing your way. Welcome to the world for all of us. Doesn't matter if you're 45, 55, 35. When you're a father entering the second half in your life and you're a man who wears that hat of fatherhood as well as husband, worker, boss, you know, work colleague, member of society, member of community, like all these different hats that you wear. Ultimately, if you don't look after yourself and create a high level of energy in yourself and value your time and create space, that's going to dictate to you who and what you should do and who you should be, which means when it comes time to change, there is a huge pull of resistance inside and outside of you. And one of the ones inside of you is believing that you have to have all this discipline. Like, like, listen to the definition. When I'm talking about discipline, and I've got it up here, <laughs> disciplined with a D on the end, showing a controlled form of behavior or way of working. Yeah, fair enough. I'd say that's pretty accurate. Although, you know, a controlled form or behavior of, of way of working is, is something that, like I said, if 91% of your life's autonomous, how much discipline do you actually need? You're in autopilot and you don't even know half the time. Perfect example I always bring up is driving a car, but so many other things. Like when you're eating your food, are you looking at where your finger's placed on your fork and the positioning of the fork? Are you going to get those four little prongs? Where are you going to target it? Where are you going to push it into that chunk of steak or that chicken? Or where are you going to scoop up that mashed potato? Like, <laughs> you don't think about those things. It's autonomous. It's com- completely autonomous. The discipline without the D on the end, so just discipline itself. This was hilarious, actually. The practice of training people to obey rules or a code of behavior using punishment to correct disobedience. That that's fucking horrible, mate. Excuse the French. Like, can you can you see that that it's definitely not something that is a desirable, but b should be something that holds a level of control over your life. Yeah, and here we are. No, this is what I need, Al. You know, I need to be more disciplined. I need to follow. You know, and then what we will do to justify your narrative around the definition of what discipline means in your life, you'll tag other things. I need to do what I said I would do. I need to plan the work, work the plan. Like we got heaps of different sayings. Don't worry about that. Yeah, I need I need to continue through and just be disciplined. I need more discipline. Like this is going to help me. No, it won't. No, it won't. I'm not disciplined at all. And and let me build into my point here. There may be a level of discipline required from which the punishment is recognised of the alternative in the lesser version of who you will remain to be. So, perfect example. I go to the gym to train three four days a week. Sometimes that means a four a.m. four thirty start. Is what it is. I go okay. I'm going all right. It's not not like I um, you know, I'm, I'm burning myself out. I'm very aware of that. I make sure I have my my night rider. I have my mojo in the morning. Um, you know, I'm I'm looking after my sleep as best as I can and creating good structure around that. But ultimately, there's only a small level of discipline that's needed for me to execute on that until it becomes a, a pattern and a behavior and part of who I am. When I'm talking about discipline and tying it into the definition they've got here, the punishment, if I don't go to the gym, if I don't exercise, if I don't train and nourish my body and look after myself and my health, take time out for me, the punishment is the alternative. Al becomes a lesser version. He has less drive. He has less energy. He doesn't start the day in complete control on his terms. The day that becomes chaotic is one that influences him on a greater level than it normally should. He hasn't worked on himself to have his own time to reinforce good behaviors, good patterns, good thoughts, good feelings, good emotions. Yeah, but please understand, like I'm not a fitness coach. Like I've, I've, I've lived that life and, and it was a wonderful life where there was a transition from that, sure, uh, very early on. But I've been, I guess you could consider in the, in the health and fitness industry 
for the last 18 years. But overall, what we're looking at isn't about burning calories or me talking about just having discipline to set up training so it becomes a habit of what you're doing. You're just someone who trains three, four days a week because that's healthy. I'm talking about valuing yourself and prioritizing time for you to take time out from the world to be still and be present. Funnily enough, you can still move while you're still in present. Exercise is a great thing. My heart rate's under 140. It's meditation. It really is. Like I'm enjoying the moment, enjoying the time. Everything's slow. It still goes fast. Life goes very fast. But it's a great time out for me with three kids under five and the chaos that the world shows me every single day in my family, outside of my family, in RDM, outside of RDM. It's an opportunity for me to just have me and be with me. That's it. The alternative, the punishment, if I don't have a specific set of discipline, is it's not something that's going to grab. It's not going to catch. It's not going to become part of who I am and my makeup, which then reinforces and builds the steel on the inside, builds this structure internally, a metaphor, the structure internally to reach a higher level of who Al is, can, will, and should be. Like, you, your life is here to reach the fucking pinnacle, man. It's, it's not here just to fucking waft through life. Don't, don't be that. Don't be that person. You know, I don't want to know about those people. And it's not a place of judgment. It's aligning with the truth that we all have the ability to expand and reach potential beyond our, our certain beliefs that we might have right here and now. But too many don't have that. Hard to do on your own. I get that. Sometimes it takes someone else to believe in you, for you to raise that level of belief in yourself. I get that. I apply that. I'm with you there, but in the same token, if you're not willing to stand up and rise up and find different definitions for what's going to define your actions, your habits, your behaviors, different environments from what which is going to lift you up into a greater level of being, a greater state, and then maintaining that state that's elevated consistently, not through watching a video or listening to you know a Rocky tape or any that sort of stuff. I'm not here to bag anything out. Everything and anything can give you a response, but what's going to yield a sustainable response and result for you to win the long game, to win the second half as a father with all the chaos in the world that finds things and finds ways to self-sabotage with things and terms like discipline. I just don't have the discipline now. Hey, fuck all, man. Look, I've trained for 22 years now, nearly 23 years. <laughs> like, You think it gets any easier, any harder? It's just part of who I am. There's little Al that chips away. There's big Al that puts him in his place. It's, it's, a, it's a daily understanding. It's a daily relationship and awareness. It's not a daily grind. Of course, it's easier now. Then, you know, when I was overweight, obese, and that'll be another episode when, you know, I was drinking a shitload of cordial, eating McDonald's frequently and, and just losing myself to go, no, this is the time, this is the change. But again, that just started with small one percenters. That's all it was. You know, it wasn't a huge overhaul in my life and it took years to change. You know, I was, I was monstrously out of whack between probably 8 and 16, but I turned the tides, started training when I was 13, but turned the tides around that sort of 15 mark where it became a little bit more important, 16 a little bit more important, 17, who I am. And then bang, you, you got it, man. Like about nine months ago, my body was in the worst shape I'd been in for 14 years. Being an elite athlete for 15 years, having nine operations over six years, obviously my body was out of shape plenty of times with those operations because you just lose muscle, you put on fat, it gets really hard, right? You got you got to reorganize yourself and um, 
for me, having that period of, of burning out last year where it was the family, the family numbers were growing. I was writing these books that we've got and courses, video series, audio books. Like they're massive. That, that was a massive project that I that I undertook as well as overcoming 15 years of being an elite athlete, putting my body under immense pressure, under the pump massively because my mind is so strong. My body will always give out before my mind and pushing that to the limits with rugby league, with CrossFit, yeah. It was time for a reset. It was time to realign. But it was a part of me because I knew that all I needed to do was tap into the subconscious part, the 91% that has that autonomy of who Al is and who Al continues to be by recording that with the 9%, what you're doing in consciously present awareness of you and the actions, the plans, what you put in place there to go, hey, there's a deeper level of Al who's trained for so long. All he needs to do is just be disciplined for a little bit and then bang, game on. Now, now there are studies and, and the the... It ranges. When we're talking about discipline here, I'm telling you, mate, like do not give it the legs that people think it deserves. It doesn't. You only need to be disciplined long enough for something until you believe that it becomes part of your makeup, which then turns it into a habit, a routine, a ritual, a pattern from which you are consciously more aware. That's what these podcasts are about. Be aware. Don't bury your fucking head in the sand. Don't just have the blinkers on. Yes, it's awesome to focus on one thing, but have that awareness in its entirety of who you are, how you operate, your thoughts, your feelings, emotions. This is for you to tap into a greater version of who you are. And it's got nothing to do with singing Kumbaya. It's got nothing to do with looking at the science and the chemistry of the brain. It's got to do with everything that's relevant with you. I'm not saying one or the other is right or wrong. What I'm saying is there's got to be a connection to you to start at a fundamental level to just move forward. I'll go as deep as anyone wants to go, mate. Don't worry about that. But this is about meeting you at your level of the level that you want, which is no better or worse. It's what you can connect with to find the cues to just start moving forward the right way. How do you do that? Well, reorganize your definition of certain things that sabotages you and certain things that pulls you away from your goals. One of those, the point of today's episode, is discipline. Now, these studies they've done, they've done a shitload. Like, there's been so many studies about how long you have to do something before it becomes a habit and blah, blah, blah. Cool. It ranges roughly, you know, like there's all different studies, obviously, and different bias towards them, but the range is generally 18 days to 254. Thereabouts. I mean, give or take a couple of days above a minute. The point is there's a big range. There's a large range. So let me ask you this, because the key is just peeling the onion layer back one at a time to find a higher level of of truth and answers that can help you seek a greater level of truth from which you can then take action. Don't just learn it. Don't just think it in your head. I've got this now. It's great. Applying that to your life. And my question is, well, what separates them? What's different? Why does someone capture an action and turn it into a routine, a ritual, a habit, a behavior, a pattern, character trait, part of who they are, their makeup, in 18 days, yet another person might take 254. What's the difference? What separates them? Why? Why so long for one but not for the other? Is it the complexity of the habit they're trying to define and initiate into their life? Is it the level of self-worth and and, and value of who they are in in actually applying that action? Is it the action itself? It's a lackluster um, form of energy in in what they want to do. You know, I just want to cut sugar out of my coffee. Cool, that's great. I want to train five days a week. I haven't trained for 10 years. That might be a little bit harder. I mean, the resistance you'll face with that man is fucking massive. Whereas cutting your sugars down from two to one in a coffee, pretty easy. Like there are so many different factors, but above all else, 
what defines all of these different elements of resistance to change, which is the complexity of the habit, the frequency of the habit that you want to create, and the, the, the level of return on investment with that, all of that, like your, your perception, obviously, to how you choose to see what it is that that's going to yield you down the track, all of that, <laughs> this is the catch, man, this is the cracker, all of that comes down to your level of self-belief. Isn't that funny? Now, here we are, teach you how to lose 10 to 20 to 30 kilos and, and get you know, 3x your energy levels so you can perform at a higher rate with your work, with your business, with your family, reconnect you with your wife, have more intimacy, build your testosterone or maintain a level of testosterone the right way by nourishing your thyroid, looking after your health, moving your body a few days a week, staying injury-free. All these different physical constructs that we create in your life in RDM, which are... Look, I'm not downplaying it. They are fucking phenomenal. Make no mistake. Like what we do with that, it's incredible. Couple that with the community, the tribe, which is, is it's an exclusive tribe. It's definitely not a, a fit for everyone to, to join that. And then the coaching and the accountability. Yeah, like it's it's incredible. But the end of the day, all of those still build around the constructs of your limiting beliefs and breaking through those glass ceilings in place in your life to raise that level of self-belief. Nothing changes when it comes to discipline. So maybe people do need to be disciplined for 136 days before it becomes a habit. How do you think you'll go? Like, fuck, mate, what a nightmare. Could you imagine that? Could you, could you imagine like four and a half months of trying to be disciplined? Like, that would be an absolute nightmare. Like, it's, no one wins that race. Don't worry about that, mate. I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you the answer. I'll tell you the end of the movie. You don't have to wait till the end. When we're looking at... What is it you want to achieve and change in your life? You must, right from the get-go, start by coordinating your efforts to what you've already conditioned yourself with. That's your belief system. That's your environment. That's your level of support. Part of your environment, sure, but your level of support and accountability. That's the information, your action plan, your steps. What am I going to do? How am I going to follow through? And it's your commitment. All of those, they're only one percenters. Like it's only, go back through the last couple of episodes that we've done. They're only one percenters. But all of them have a universal law, a universal truth. Like you can't, it's not, this is an opinion, mate, please. I'm not big on opinions, the truth be told. This is a universal law. All of them hinge. Even though they're small, get that micro win, then compound, compound, build, build, build. Like interest rates, compounding interest, that's how you build your life. All of those heavily, but funnily enough in such a small micro way like I explained, but heavily hinge on your self-belief. So when you look at yourself in the mirror and instead of creating statements, it's hard, it's too hard, maybe I shouldn't, maybe I can't, I'm not worthy, I don't deserve this, all this bullshit, you don't even have to speak it, you could be thinking it, wrap it. Rapid, like 60 to 90,000 thoughts a day, that's a lot, that's fast. And and trust me, a large portion of them are negative for most people. But the positive can overcome the resistance of the negative if the energy and drive from the positive is one that elevates your state to a higher level and drives you forward with action. You must couple it with that. When we're looking at all this and you're looking at yourself in the mirror, instead of these statements, ask yourself these questions, why can't I? You know, why am I not worthy? Of course I am. Who says I can't? Who says this isn't possible? 
Have a look at some of the craziest shit in the world, whether it's technology, bloody the, the design of iPhones. Steve Jobs is obviously a relatively, um, you know, up-to-date one. Obviously, you can go back hundreds and hundreds of years of crazy shit that mankind has done, but they weren't any different from you or me. What separated them? When you're asking quality questions, then create reinforcing statements that says, yes, I can, yes, I will. This is mine. It's my fucking time. You will break through and recognize that you don't need certain stigmas that you have aligned to yourself that have pulled you into a lackluster way of living. You don't need them at all. And those that you think you still do, well, let's reorganize them so that they serve you. This is your life, your world, no one else's. You are here to be a high-level performer in life. Like You are here to shit excellence, man. Family, self, and service. You should be conquering all of that. You should be dominating all of that. How you carry yourself as a man. Your pride. Not your ego overruling you, but your pride in who you are. Standing up tall, carrying good posture in how you operate, the presence, the energy you express. How you communicate and engage with with your partner, your wife, your missus, relationships, friendships, your children. You should be their role model. I don't care if they're 28 or 8. This is your kingdom. They come under you. They come under your kingdom, even if they've moved out of home. They're under your kingdom. You're the head of the tree, even if your father's still alive. He's probably more often than not in a position where the energy he expresses does not hold him at the king status or the, or the top of the tree. You are the top of the tree. This is the area for change. And this is the generation for it as well. Like I'm, I'm very old school, older brothers, uh, strict Italian father, very old school, but this is the generation too. Dad's in their 40s and early 50s. Like This is the time to rise up and go, yes, bring those old school values to light. Yes, bring that new age ability to adapt, whether it's technology, whether it's the environment communities, to be able to be flexible enough to stay ahead of the game. And, and 30s, late 30s, probably mid to late 30s. Reorganize yourself to find things that should serve you, should serve you. Not an expectation of outcomes, but an expectation of your relationships to certain things and the actions you'll take. Which means discipline is something that only needs to be a part of your life long enough until you believe it becomes a pattern, you believe it is a part of who you are. The end. It's it's that simple. And maybe some of those motivational wizards don't dive into it in, the, in that respect, or they don't connect it themselves. They haven't connected the dots. Maybe they're staying structured and robotic in a different way. Who knows? But I'm telling you, mate, the separator, whether people want to talk about the chemistry of the brain or their own specific circumstance or how much they're in the pit or the hole or, or the different you know number of children they have, which creates chaos with the time they have throughout the day, the difference between 18 days and 254 days is simply your belief on what it is that you're engaging with and actioning to make it part of who you are. That's it. Which means when it's all said and done, if all you want to do is start exercising, you want to exercise two days a week, And it may only take you three to four weeks to turn that from a discipline where you're organizing your time to create better structure in your life because structure is king, man. And you don't need discipline for structure either. That's another episode. (laughs) Four weeks, two sessions, eight wins. That's all you need, eight victories. You get up at 6.30 in the morning, awesome. Get up at 5.45, twice a week, eight wins, eight victories. That's all you need. And level up yourself, raise that belief in who you are 
to use, leverage that small point of discipline to go, this discipline means to me that it's non-negotiable. Game on. I need eight training sessions. This is my month. January, middle of January right here. All right, awesome. Middle of February. Game on. I need eight training sessions, and then it is part of who I am, and reinforce that. Yeah? Mantras, affirmations, what you're doing, writing it, and then reading it, and then speaking it, and then recording it, and then sharing it. Before you know it, all of a sudden, you've got seven to eight touch points of reinforcement inside and outside of you of the action you've taken, either with yourself, with the tribe, with anything that you're engaged with, to say, hey, I fucking did it, man. I trained today. That's a win. It is that simple. Doesn't mean it's easy, but it's that simple. Doesn't mean it's impossible either. I hope you're getting some value out of this episode. When we're talking about discipline and the scam that it is, what I mean by this is it is something that is ruling your life and putting you in a state of Bambi in the fucking headlights of freezing and not doing. You're not doing anything because of this fear around something that you've constructed and created inside of your head that doesn't even need to hold any place at all let alone one that's detrimental to your life in the second half. And if you want to give it a place, awesome. Apply it like I said just then. I only need to be a little bit disciplined long enough until I can move forward and make this part of who I am. Beautiful. Let's rewind a couple of episodes. Okay, how do we make that even easier again? Well, no worries. 91% of my life is autonomous, Al, so that 9% when I'm consciously aware and present is going to go into investing time in what I need to do or you know, the what's the 1% that I need to do to get the 99% action, time, and reward. Simple. I need eight training sessions out, which means guess what? I'm going to set up my training gear. I'm going to set my alarm. I'm going to communicate with someone and make that commitment and tell them what I'm doing, whether it's publicly on Facebook with a community, with a group, obviously the dads inside RDM. This is something that I'm creating. I'm going to tell my wife and I'm going to tell my children what I'm going to do. I've already got my training session planned. Everything's set. I've got my morning water or, you know, obviously I take RDM Mojo. It's fucking amazing first thing in the morning, especially 4 a.m. I've got everything set up, ready to rock and roll. All I need to do, Al, is go to sleep and then wake up. That's that's some low-hanging fruit right there, my friend. <laughs> is it that hard? Yeah, it might be 10 minutes prep, but do you need that extra 10 minutes a night? Are you going to bed at 10.30 or 10.20? Like, does it matter? Like, these are the key things, and this will be another podcast episode I'm going to do shortly when I'm talking about sedation and distraction. Like, fuck, mate, if you're watching more than four hours of television a week, you're wasting your life the end like I'm not this isn't an opinion you're investing in something that is not yielding a return on investment and you expanding into who you can become doesn't mean it's right or wrong that's okay but for me a waste of life is someone who doesn't actively seek expansion and growth which comes with the alternative being regret is that what you want is is that what you're looking forward to when you're 53 58 61 67 73 (laughs) grandkids fuck I wish I could run around with them now yeah, they probably do too, mate. They probably do too. Like I, I, I've lost both my my um my grandfathers and um and I've got one grandmother left. And like I, I sometimes get sad. I think about because my pop, he was like my doppelganger on the Aussie side. Like he, man, we were, we were like you know, I am like a version of him. And yeah, I lived with them for a while as well. And like my children. Oh, That'd be fucking amazing. Like his character and nature, like it it wells me up. I get sad thinking about it going, man, my three children would have fucking loved my pop. 
Yet here he is. And it's not a good, it's not a right or wrong or a good or bad, but he didn't look after his health later in life and it led to a you know an earlier life. I mean he didn't die at 50. There's there's plenty of hardships for many different families and, and people who've already lost their fathers, let alone grandfathers. But my point is this: like before you know it, mate, yes, if you're not already, you will be a grandfather. You want to run around and play with the grandkids? Like I I reckon that I, I obviously don't know yet, but I will one day. But I reckon that will be <laughs> be so fun. Being an active, fit, healthy grandfather who can hand the kids back at the end of the day and still get a good night's sleep. Mate, what what a fucking amazing life to see the fruit of your loins, you know, tenfold because it's gone another generation and it's expanded and there's more and you're seeing more life and you're seeing endless, limitless energy, which is our children and our grandchildren. Pick the low-hanging fruit in your life that sometimes may have discomfort. It may be harder than normal, but your normal might be an average version of in between the ears or in the actions you take that you're not happy with. I'm not saying you're an average as a man. Like you are what you repeatedly do. Yes, that is true. What you repeatedly do can also change. That is true. But I'm not casting judgment or saying this is who you are. I'm saying this is what your actions are defining in your life. Like you're never a weak man. You're just having weak moments. But if you do that long enough, you are showcasing weak characteristics and a weak timeline in a period where you have lived your life. You could turn that round, you could turn that round right away. It's not you're a weak man, you might just be applying weak actions in your life. Don't discredit the power that you have. Regardless of where you're at in terms of the sacrifices you've given your family, the sacrifice that has caused your body to be out of shape, you lacking energy, you lacking sex drive, you lacking that ability to connect properly with your wife, with your children. All of that can be turned around. All of that can be enhanced. And everything else that you haven't experienced or seen yet can also be created. Don't discredit yourself from the fact that it is possible and you can turn that around. But don't also self-sabotage by creating bullshit stigmas around things that keep you frozen like a deer in the headlights, one of them being sacrifice and it's too hard. Well, you're getting away from the version you're not happy with, so it's not sacrifice, it's enlightenment. And secondly... This whole facade around discipline being this impossible thing that only elite athletes with a fucking eight-pack have. That's bullshit. They don't. You don't need to have it. It only needs to be part of your makeup in a very small amount. Perfect example, one month, make a part of how I am training, eight training sessions, eight wins. How do I get that? Dial in those one percenters. How do I get that? Awesome. In the 9% of conscious presence, right here and now, I'm going to plan everything around this training session so that when the autonomy kicks in, go, 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 go. Don't think, just go. Then I'm re-recording that. So next time it's easier. March becomes easier. June. Oh, there's some different resistance here. It's colder. The days are shorter. The industry I work in has a high demand of work. I've got less time. The kids are, sh- you know, they're, they're snotty and, and feeling like shit and they're sick and I've got to look after them. Beauty, here's all the resistances. You've got some runs on the board. Maybe you need to dial in the discipline again and bring it back in for fine tuning on a different time of day that you'll train now or a different frequency of, of, of training sessions per week or a different type of activity. Eight sessions, low-hanging fruit, plan the work, work the plan, re-record, make it autonomous, go again. It's... What I'm explaining is your life. You are what you repeatedly do. Which means you don't need to have discipline when it's something. Discipline, mind you, is a perception of an external commitment when all you really need is an internal commitment. 
to connect the internal and external, how you feel, who you are, what is it that drives you, what defines you, what it is you want to achieve and where you want to go, point A to point B, and using the world to get it. Use the external forces to get it. The training gyms, you know, the post-workout protein shakes, the cooking my meals properly, the communicating with my family and training with them, training with the kids, getting some gear for a home gym system. Use the external, man, to fucking enhance the internal to the next level. That is all you need. That, that is all you need. And make it part of who you are. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. I certainly have. Every time I do this and, and I, I listen to them as well, it reinforces what I as well need to continue to do. Three kids under five, not easy, but my body's in be- better shape than it was with two kids. Isn't that funny? <laughs> yes, you need to be malleable. You need to be flexible in your approach. There are times you'll have to adapt. There are times when you won't get the wins. You won't get the victories. But there's plenty of times when you'll have the opportunity to get the victories. Every day you wake up is another shot at life. Don't ever take that away from yourself. Don't discredit the opportunity that you have inside of the power you have. And don't self-sabotage with bullshit and stigmas and putting things on pedestals like an external commitment to discipline when all you need is an internal commitment of who you want to become and using, leveraging that term to create non-negotiables. The work's done. It's set out. It's done. All I need to do is experience. This moment's written in history. All I need to do is experience it. Like literally, man, adopt that mindset and then it will serve you. And before you know it, it will become a part of you if you want it to be, if you choose it to be, if you actually truly desire it. If not, it's just bullshit. Words, talk, no action. Woulda, shoulda, coulda, gonna. You're another gunner, just like 99% of the rest of the world. No, no, no. If you desire more, show me. Show yourself. Show your family. And use external drivers like your family like terms like discipline like commitments and that accountability there to enhance who you are on the inside into who you can become when you do that and you connect the dots properly then you see that discipline is your fucking master sorry you are the master of discipline scratch that last part discipline is your servant and you are the master of discipline Whereas, yes, the alternative is certainly what I said earlier. Discipline is your master, and it's one that keeps you locked up and chained where you don't even take any actions. Take care. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you keep tuning in with, with some incredible guests we've got coming on, other RDM members. It's a, it really is it's a phenomenal show that we love putting on for you, and I love the feedback as well. You know, I had over 15,000 downloads with our podcast, and it's just it really is awesome to get feedback to see fathers I've never heard from or, or heard of before or met before physically or even online contacting. And it, we are here to provide the pathway. You know, to be the if I'm if you're watching the video holding up this beautiful lighthouse that my daughter helps me paint at a <laughs> at a plaster fun house. Oh, what a crack up! It was, it was looking pretty bad and until we had to change the colour scheme. It was looking pretty rude. But uh, we are we are the lighthouse for you to go, hey, I, I deserve and demand more from myself. You know, my life should be leadership and performance and hitting the next level, the next level. Not just fucking moping around, not being a victim, not existing, not surviving, thriving and reaching that next level. No ifs, no buts. No plan Bs, no alternatives, musts, championship mindset, and winning, no matter the cost. Take care, make sure you tune in for another episode of Real Dad Movement Podcast soon. 
And if you ever need anything, like I said, for the rest of January, tribal, power of environment, that book's free. Alex at realdadmovement.com.au. Hit me up with an email and I'll sort you out. Thanks, guys. Take care, and I'll see you soon. Cheers.